And welcome to a very special and bonus episode of Monsters Among Us. Now the fine folks at Blackwood Podcast has made this bonus episode possible. But more on that in a moment. I'd like to first launch into a call. The following is Alvira's call from Parts Unknown. Hi Derek, this is Alvira again. This is my second call that I'm contributing to the show. Um, again, just want to say, awesome show, love it, listen to it almost every day now. Um, this story came in after I heard another caller bring up a hometown legend um, of La Llorona. So, uh, this didn't happen to me, however, it did happen to my grandfather. Um, he has now passed, and my grandma told me the story of uh, his encounter with La Llorona. Now, my grandfather was born in Mexico, where this uh, legend is very, very prevalent. Um, I know it's pretty much spread throughout, like, the Southwest and God knows where else. But um, anyway, so the variations that I've heard, um, the ones that I think kind of stuck with me, because there are several different variations of how this uh, weeping or wailing woman uh, has come to be, is that something about her wanting to get married to this very wealthy, rich man. Um, and this very wealthy, rich man, you know, she was extremely in love with him. However, he did not want to marry her because she had children. So her way of, uh, you know, being able to be in, in love with this man was to get rid of her children. So this is how the story, supposedly, this variation came to be, where she drowns her children um, in order to not have kids. You know, that way the man will love her and be with her. Um, she does so, and the man finds out about this and I guess is completely disgusted by her for having done this and doesn't want to be with her. So it kind of backfired, you know, now she doesn't have the guy, she doesn't have the kids, so she's, you know, kind of roaming about Earth, wailing for her kids and how, you know, how uh, miserable her life ended up. So, you know, she's set to snatch up kids, she's set to, you know, uh, snatch up people. Um, and it seems like she tends to hang around places where there's, like, water. Um, so this particular story that my grandfather incurred, um, he was younger. He was hanging out with one of his buddies. And it was the middle of the night, not really sure what time. It was dark. Um, and they were kind of on the edge of a, um, of, of a river, you know, just kind of hanging off the dock, uh, talking, probably, you know, chit-chatting about whatever guys chit-chat, maybe drinking a beer, something of that nature, when uh, they heard some crying, like a woman crying. 
So my grandfather's buddy was a little bit more, uh, I guess you could say, vulgar. He started kind of joking around saying, hey, you know, come here, I'll take care of you. And joking around or not, my grandfather said that out of nowhere, the guy just kind of falls back on his back and he like, he's like making these choking noises, like there's something on his chest. And my grandfather doesn't see anything, but he's freaking out because he doesn't know what's going on with this guy. The guy is like, you know, asking for help, but he can't, he can't speak. And it's like something was on top of his chest that was not allowing him to breathe. So eventually this thing gets off of him. Um, and my grandfather's asking him what's going on, what was wrong. He didn't know something was happening to him. The guy was just so freaked out, he didn't even want to talk about it. But this, right after he made those little, uh, you know, cheeky remarks to whoever was crying, that he noticed this big, you know, invisible entity had laid upon his chest and wasn't allowing him to breathe. Um, nothing actually happened to my grandfather. He didn't say anything. He was just kind of freaked out about it. He told my grandma what happened, but, you know, obviously it's just one of those things people kind of write off. I always do wonder, you know, um, I mean, the guy could have been joking, obviously, but, uh, you know, as my grandfather had told my grandma, this guy was not, um, was not the kind to be easily scared. And the way he was after that experience, he was genuinely freaked out. Um, that's how my grandfather knew that something actually did happen, but the guy obviously didn't want to talk about it. So um, that's my story. I wanted to add to it just because I have heard other people call in. And La Llorona is a really big deal in a lot of, you know, uh, the Latin culture and just, um, you know, in Mexico in particular. So it does seem interesting, you know. I wonder if there is really any truth to it because it's so big and so popular. But, yeah, I wanted to share the story with you, see what, you, um, what your thoughts were, and hopefully um, we get down to more cool stories. Thanks a lot, Derek. Thank you, Elvira. I can tell you that the La Llorona legend is definitely picking up steam as of late. Uh, there's actually a movie called The Curse of La Llorona coming out later this year, starring uh, Linda Cardinelli, who you may recognize from Scooby-Doo and Freaks and Geeks, and directed by Michael Chavez. Now, I'll be honest, I haven't seen a trailer for this, but anything uh, you know, urban legend related, I'm definitely going to check it out at some point. So that's something I'm going to definitely watch. Now, as far as the La Llorona legend is concerned, I know we've touched on that several times on the episode, but I'm wondering if anyone's ever taken the time to try to trace that back to an actual individual. And if that has happened, has there been any truth to the legend whatsoever? Uh, perhaps, you know, maybe in the 17, 1800s, there was a woman that actually drowned her kids or they were accidentally drowned, you know, whatever the, the case may be. But is there any uh, fact I guess, to this urban legend. Uh, either way, I truly appreciate the call. Thank you so much, Elvira, and I love the name. And now, as I teased about in a very brief opener, you all know the stories about the world's most infamous cryptids. The top dogs are obvious. Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, Yeti, and the Mothman. But there are countless other cryptids beneath the rolling waves, roaming the darkened woods, and tormenting our imaginations. But there's one cryptid that you have not even heard of yet. One that's about to become a household name. The Blackwood Bugman. You see, there's a new podcast in town. A show that is equal parts Blair Witch Project and Stranger Things. A tale about three teenagers who start a podcast to investigate their own local legend. An urban legend 
about a deadly monster that lives on the outskirts of their tiny Connecticut town. A creature that might just prove to be more dangerous and more real than they ever expected. You're about to hear a preview for Wondery's new podcast thriller, Blackwood, in which three local teenagers spend a summer researching and investigating the local legend of the Blackwood Bugman. But they'll soon learn that there is more to the Bugman legend than they ever could have imagined. And while you listen to the following preview, be sure to subscribe to Blackwood on your favorite podcatcher. In addition, I'll also post a link to the show in the show notes for this special episode. And, if you like what you hear, be sure to share with friends. Now, without further ado, a special sneak peek at Wondry's new podcast, Blackwood. Five years ago, three teenagers from the small town of Blackwood, Connecticut, started an investigation into a local legend. We are officially recording. Ah, wait, hold on. Within weeks, their names would be added to a long list of tragedies in town. Everything you're about to hear was recorded by them. All of it. It wasn't until recently that I got access to the audio and decided to make some edits. What's, what's the problem? She doesn't know what she's doing. Just hold on one second. I wrote a script. It's somewhere in here. Of course you did. These recordings might help unravel what happened to them. Only one escaped, another institutionalized, and the last is missing to this day. Three lives ruined. All in the course of recording the Blackwood podcast. You can kick against his thickly scaled body, scratch at his bulging red eyes, but you won't escape the Blackwood Bugman. With a twitch, he sinks his razor-sharp teeth into his prey, draining the blood and replacing it with his mind-warping venom. Welcome to the Blackwood Podcast. My name is Molly Weaver, and on the show, we're going to learn where this terrifying local legend started and figure out why few people will talk about it today. I'm sitting with my fellow producers, Brian Anderson. Don't wave. Say hello or something. Uh, Hello. And Nathan Howell. Hey. Brian, let's start with you. What is the version of the Blackwood Bugman that you know? Ooh, good question. Um, I don't know. I always imagined the Bugman as like the Terminator meets the fly. You know, dripping wet, disgusting, but basically just a giant bodybuilder who casually eats people. Okay. Is that what you heard when you were younger, or is that just what you imagine? Uh, <laughs> it's definitely probably just what I imagined. I heard he's like a protector, you know, he protects the woods and stuff. So you're saying he's not a Terminator who eats people? No, but it's dope, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan, you're new to Blackwood. Are you, I mean, is that a question? Well, I just, I wonder if we can get a perspective of the legend from the new boy in town. <laughs> you want to answer the question, new boy? Did I say new boy? <laughs> Did I? Yeah. Uh, okay, um, let's, let's take that again. <laughs> Molly and Brian, having been friends their whole lives, typically spent their summers working on a project. When they were 11, they tried to start a band. At 13, they wanted to shoot their own alien movie. But at the end of their sophomore year of high school, Nathan Howell moved to town and eventually joined the team. Inspired by their favorite horror podcast, Molly and Brian wanted to produce their own show. 
be the first to release a full breakdown of the Blackwood Bugman legend. Nathan's motivations were a little less creative. I mean, there's nothing else to do in this town. There's tons of stuff to do here. Like what? Go to the mall? Or the movie theater? Which is in the mall? Yes. Your mom never talked about creepy stuff from her hometown? I mean, no. No, she never really talked about Blackwood at all. We wouldn't even be here if she didn't have to take care of my grandpa, so I'm just glad there's some stupid monster to talk about. That's not totally stupid. People have seen it. Like, people have said they've seen Bigfoot, right? So you're saying Bigfoot isn't real? Dude, come on. You don't know. Listen, I'm not saying I definitely believe in the Bugman. I'm just saying there's like a lot of people that do. Some say the Blackwood Bugman is timeless. An ageless demon watching over this region since before mankind even existed. Yeah, wait, hold up. How do you do that? Do what? You sound like an actual reporter. I am an actual reporter. And so are you. Okay, let's go. Blackwood for life! Oh, God, I kill you. <laughs> I'll kill you. I'll kill you. <laughs> guys, guys, shut up. Here's somebody comes. <clears throat> Excuse me, sir? Do you have a second to talk about a local legend? Not today, sorry. All right, well, we're off to a great start. Well, that's a good example of something I can just edit out. <clears throat> uh, excuse me, ma'am, have you ever heard of the Blackwood Bugman? You're blocking the sidewalk. Yeah, you suck at this, dude. Oh, yeah? You try it. I will try it. Um, all right, what about this guy over here? All right. Uh, pardon me, sir, but have you heard of the Blackwood Bugman? Bugman? Sing. What's that, a, a movie? Mm. Sure, I've heard of them. Some nonsense about scaring kids, right? My son scratched up my car and blamed the bug man. Does that count? I have a cousin who said she saw it. Really? Can we talk to her? She's dead. I'm so sorry. How did she die? None of your business. Have a good day. Uh, yeah, so her cousin was definitely killed by the bug man. This sucks. Honestly, this is kind of what I was expecting. It's why our podcast is interesting. It's interesting because no one gives a shit. No one talks about the bug man. But it's such a weird story. There's, like, kidnappings and stuff. I mean, there has got to be some truth to it. Maybe. Oh, hey, look, how about her? Excuse me, ma'am. Do you believe in the Blackwood Bugman? <laughs> uh, when, when I was a kid? Sure. Why? Oh, uh, wow. Um, that, that's great. <clears throat> uh, we are recording a show about local legends. Can we ask you some questions? Uh, ask away. Thank you. <clears throat> First of all, what's your name? Karen. Full name? Uh, Karen Patterson. I've lived in Blackwood my whole life. What do you think you know about the Blackwood Bugman? He just means, well, you get it. <laughs> yeah, like, just um, tell us the way you heard it, like you're telling us an urban legend. Oh, this is fun. Let me see. So, I heard the Bugman lives in Prescott Park. He sleeps during the day, comes out at night to hunt for campers, kind of like a vampire or a a mosquito, I guess. Excellent. Would you say you believe in the Bugman? Well, kinda, yeah. Seriously? Sure. My pop used to tell me the story about uh, a girl who got carried away by the Bugman. I used to make him tell it when I had sleepovers. <laughs> Does your father still live in town? Oh, he lives right down the street. Do you want to come talk to him? Thank you so much for agreeing to talk to us. Oh, my pleasure. Seem like nice kids. I am a very nice kid. I'm at the other two. Sir, would you mind stating your name for the recording? Uh, yeah, uh, Richard Patterson. And have you lived in Blackwood your whole life? No. I grew up in New York. 
My family moved here when I was about 12. How come? My father got a job in the mill. Speaking of which, you're Stuart Howe's grandson. Yeah. You look like him a little. Do you believe in the bug man, Mr. Patterson? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, 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 I do. Why do you think so few people believe in him? Well, I suppose it's easier not to. I guess so. Your daughter told us you know a story of a girl who saw it? She was one of the victims, yes. What do you mean? I mean, she was taken by him. That's awesome. Her name was Abby Dunn. She'd been seeing Matt Cooper, used to run the post office. Now his kid does. Arnold. Right, right, Arnold. Loses half my mail every week. Anyway, Matt Cooper told me they'd snuck a few of his father's beers out. Went to park down by the woods. They were drinking. And, well, suddenly Abby starts screaming. Says she saw someone in the woods. The bug man. Cooper looks and sees nothing. But she swears she saw someone watching them. Does Abby's family still live in town? No, her folks moved away not long after everything happened. So you've never seen the Buckman yourself? Never. Thank God. Did you ever think Abby just ran away? N- no. Uh, no, Abby's body was found. They, they say she might have fallen down a rock face, but... She died? Banged up beyond recognition, just like the others. Uh, sorry, when you say the others, you mean... The other victims. Pop, I thought this was a made-up story. What? No. No, I mean, maybe I held back some of the details. You you were just a kid, but no. Abby, Abby died in those woods. No one wanted to hear it, but I always figured she and Cooper got into an argument. Probably got out of the car to get away from him, ran into some trouble. It would be really easy to get lost out there. Yeah, and it wouldn't take much to end up hurt. But no, no, I think it was the bug man that got her. So you're being for real? You really think that a bug man ate your friend? What? The Blackwood bug man? The legend about... What are you talking about here? I'm not talking about some creature. But you said the bug man. The bug man I'm talking about is a real person. A real killer. Molly, have you ever heard of this? No. Well, there aren't a lot of people who believe he exists. But these deaths weren't accidents, and monsters don't exist. Someone was behind it all. That was just a preview of Blackwood. To hear the rest of this episode, subscribe to Blackwood on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, or find a link in the episode notes. Now, I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I don't typically listen to narrative-style podcasts, but this one has me intrigued. So as I said in the opener, be sure to subscribe to Blackwood on your favorite podcatcher and give it a listen. The show premieres tomorrow, October 24th. So be sure to be the first on your block to give the show a listen. I know I will be. Now, before I close out this bonus episode sponsored by Blackwood, I thought I'd play one more Boogeyman-inspired call. So without further hesitation, the following is John's call from the state of California. Uh, How's it going, Derek? My name's uh, Johnny. I'm calling from uh, Watsonville, California, had a quick story to share. I've been listening to your podcast. You'll be talking about um, a lot of uh, ghosts on the road, um, urban legend type stuff. Uh, I live uh, in between Gilroy and in Watsonville. There's a there's a road that's connected to to both uh, cities. It's called Mount Madonna, and you got to go over the hill to get there. Um, one time, 
I was doing work in Gilroy, so three to four in the morning, uh, we were auditing stuff. We needed to do work while there was no customers in the store, so we headed back to Watsonville. Um, foggy night, uh, very, very dark, pitch black, um, very, very eerie. We uh, start driving back to the, from the top of the, the mountain, uh, going back to town. It's me and another um, <clears throat> employee with me, a, a girl. Um, I'll leave her name out. Uh, we were driving back. She was actually driving. I was in the passenger seat. We were headed back. About five miles in, there's a, a old, old broken down motel. Um, it just sits there on the side of the hill. It's been broken down forever. It's never been uh, touched, never been fixed or nothing. Um, so we're driving and then we see a guy dressed in all black, right in front of the road, kind of like on the side where you were to pull over with a flat tire or whatnot. Um, we were wondering like what this guy was doing. We were looking for a car or anything uh, to kind of explain what he was doing on the road. But he just looked at us and we just drove right past him. He gave us this like weird look. I couldn't really catch his face. The, past, the driver was, uh, <laughs> she was kind of startled by the she was about to hit her high beams, but I just told her not to. It was kind of rude. So we drive down. We're going down the hill about probably like six, seven miles uh, going down. Um, and then at the end of the road, there's a cemetery, kind of a newer cemetery. Um, as soon as we get to it and we're driving towards it, we see the guy again. And uh, we were just, wow, like... It was. It could have. It's so impossible to get from the top of the hill to the bottom that quick, especially with, uh, especially walking. It's almost impossible. Uh, the guy just looked normal. Like I said, exactly how he was dressed. Didn't look sweaty. Didn't look tired. Didn't catch a ride because we were the only ones on the road. Um, so yeah, I mean that creeped us out. That's the only uh, story I have that I can kind of relate to paranormal activity. Um, Mount Madonna is very famous for. Uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard the story of uh, Sarah Miller, I believe. She was riding a horse back in 18, uh, I think 1875, and she had passed away because the horse dropped her. Her dad um, passed away from sadness a couple months after that. And then there's been a lot of reporting that she wanders the road, um, that she'll hitch to the back of your van and... Um, or a car, truck, whatever it is, and just uh, kind of hang from it and just let her feet dangle, kind of like playfully um, catching the ride to get off the mountain. I guess it's it's, uh, it's the, the urban legend. Another one in the same same area um, is a, a, a newlywed couple that just got married in Watsonville heading towards Gilroy for their honeymoon. Um, their car breaks down midway, no signal. Nothing. I believe this happened in the 80s. Uh, van pulls over to allegedly give him a hand, ends up beating up the husband. They rape the wife, kill him, throw him on the side of the ditch. There's like a little river on the side while the trees are at. And they say that she wanders the streets, um, the mountain as well, and hitches a ride with anybody that's drunk and um, just inebriated pretty much. Uh, so thanks for giving me the opportunity to share it. hope you guys like the story. Catch you later, man. Bye-bye. Thank you, John. I've got a question. Have old hotels always been spooky, or is that something that we have Psycho to blame for? It, whether they're open or not, 
They're terrifying. And I can tell you a short story. We were driving back from Ohio earlier this year, and we ended up staying somewhere in uh, New Mexico. Now, we traveled with all three of our cats, and that's initially why we drove. Just can't fly with three cats. They just don't let you do that. So anyway, we're staying in this hotel, and we let the cats out of the carrier, and they go bananas. All three of them, uh, fairly mild-mannered cats, just meowing at the top of their lungs for hours and hours and hours, to the point where neither of us slept, and at three in the morning, we looked at each other and said, we may as well be on the road. So at three in the morning, we packed everything up, got on the road, and took off. I looked up the hotel, and as it turned out, a year prior, somebody was murdered in that very hotel. Uh, Now, is there a correlation? I doubt it, but it was certainly strange. I didn't feel a thing, but my poor kittens, they did. Anyway, moving on to your call here, John. I'm wondering, is there any chance it could have been the same person? Could they have got a ride on a train or rode a bicycle down a shortcut on the hillside? Or Is there any way that that person could have got to the bottom of that hill? Now, if that's a no, is there somehow a coincidence that would allow uh, perhaps somebody else that looked very similar in very similar dress to be in that same area? Now, it sounds like it was a pretty remote area and that it was uh, late at night. So I'm thinking chances of that are probably pretty slim. Now, my final thought here regarding this call is that uh, maybe there was some event in the area. You know, they do zombie walks and stuff like that. Would there be any purpose for a gathering of people the same age uh, wearing all black for some strange reason? Maybe a Misfits concert or something strange like that. Um, Something you got to think about. Maybe there was an event uh, a mile away, and there was just people dispersed walking away or walking back to wherever they came from. Uh, but again, it seemed like a rural area and late at night, so that's also not all that likely. Either way, I truly appreciate the call, John. Thank you for taking the time. And that's going to do it for this short bonus episode. A huge special thanks to Wondry and Blackwood for sponsoring this episode. Oh, and I should add that I'll be going live on Facebook Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Now that's Thursday, October 25th, for those of you listening in the future. So be sure to listen to the episode early and get your questions ready, because I feel like this is going to be a great time. Now Monsters Among Us is written and produced by me, Derek Hayes. Additional support is provided by Warren Pon Abbott and Addie Lloyd. All audio used in this production is done so under the protection of fair use. And music for this episode was provided by Coag Music. Thank you all for listening, and I'll catch you all tomorrow for the regularly scheduled program. Good night. starts with an invitation to experience Lexus. To connect with us. To see that no detail is too small. To be our special guest. It starts as an invitation to drive a Lexus vehicle. 
but it becomes an exceptional experience. The Invitation to Lexus sales event. Your invitation is always open, but the offers only last through March 31st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Click the banner to discover more.